This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We're happy to have them on board, making this show a possibility. Welcome to If These Ovaries Could Talk. <laughs> I'm Jamie. I'm Robin. And we're your hosts. Let me sure. Love is love. I am a lesbian. So gay. So gay. We need to tell our story. It's not your nuclear family anymore. It's not just your mom and dad. We're not ruining these little humans. Not for the gay reason. Just because we stick. Hi, bitches. Is that too much? Is that too much? Wow. It's just so out of your realm. I know. I know. I just, I feel very inspired by Michelle Buteau. I feel like her, just she kept calling herself like a big titty bitch and stuff. And I just loved it. And I thought, I'm doing it. Maybe it was too much. Maybe it's not me. I don't know. You guys are very different people, but I think, hey, go for it, Robin. Why not? Well, I'm not going to call myself a big titty bitch, but um, especially since I had the breast reduction, but whatever. Um, This is too much information. I'm going to call myself a big titty bitch. Go ahead, It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. We need to find our personal versions of big titty bitch. Let's think about that and let's get back to our listeners soon. Short. Shorty. Shorty. Shorty to shorty. That's what I am. Anyway, okay. Okay. Alrighty then. We're getting off track. Okay. Let's talk about our show. For the best, let's talk about our show. Welcome to If These Ovaries Could Talk, (laughs) where your hosts are really, really scattered right now. But we're gonna get it together. All right. Well let's 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 start with a news item before we get into our amazing interview today. Yes. We got a new member of the tribe, Jamie. Yeah, and it's a good one. Nisi Nash announced that she married a lady. A lady. You know, she was she was married to a man, and he's he's a like a pastor too. And then she, she was, was like, "That's dumb. I want a lady." But she wasn't just married for like a year. This was no, like thirteen years. Yeah, like a long time. And then all of a sudden, now she's married. She married a lady, so and then she, she came out and all of it. It's amazing. She's hilarious. Does oh, she have I love kids? Her so much. I don't know what I know about Nisi Nash is one. From Getting On, I loved her so much on that show. If you haven't seen it, it's on HBO. See it immediately or else you're dead to me. You're not at all. I still love you. I'm very, very, very aggro this morning. I haven't seen any negative press, well, from the gays around this. But everybody seems to have really just embraced this. And everybody's like, yes, Nisi. We're just so happy when anyone comes under our umbrella. We're like, get in here. Come on, it's dry under here. Come on. She's so funny. I love her on Reno 911. I love her. I'm telling you, please watch her on Getting On. It's like she's, I think, is what she's movie? doing. Is it a movie? I don't it, know it, what No, it it's is. a series. It was based on a British series. And um, they, of course, because we have no new ideas, we remade it as an American we series. We do it all the time to yeah. these British but series. Lori Metcalf's also in it and Alex Borstein. Oh. It is a, a killer cast. It is so well written. It is so funny. But what Nisi Nash does in it, I think she's so underrated. As, a, oh, as an actress. I'm going to watch it. We need something new to watch. I just convinced Anne to watch Shit's Creek. So we, we're starting that from the beginning. But I've seen it all. Yeah. So You've I need something all, new. You've seen it all, Jamie. You've seen it all. I've seen it all. It's still fun to watch over again because they're hilarious. But anyway. Jamie, also, our book comes out next week. I did that like ASMR. My, <laughs> our, our book comes out next week. <laughs> That's so gross sounding. <laughs> That's it's so, so weird. It's weird. But yes, it does. Our book comes out next. Oh my God. This has been a long time coming. Oh my God. Because this was supposed to come out in. No, but it was also supposed to come out in March. This book has been written. May. Jamie, it was May. Still, (laughs) still, it's fine, Jamie. (laughs) So listen, this book was has been written for almost ten months. It's it's been done for ten months. I know, but you like what's funny is like in traditional publishing sense, what we did was fast. Publishing, publishing, (laughs) 
still on edibles. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, wow. What's happening? I'm just, I don't know what's going on with me this it's, morning. It's nine in the morning. I'm very hopped up. We're tired. Anyway, so it, it's just, it's exciting and scary all at the same time. We hope you guys like it, but you're going to like it. Why wouldn't you like it? Yeah, it's going to be, pre- it's a good order now. Yeah, Please. pre-order that. Pre-order it. Oh, before we get to Living Rosa, one thing. We have to special thank you to our newest Patreon member. And Jamie, I don't even think that you and I can screw up this name. This one's easy. Special thank you. Special shout out to Courtney Brock. Yeah, By the way, we're going to get an email that's like, "Uh, it's actually pronounced Brocay. And we're going to be like, (laughs) damn it. We we really thought we nailed Courtney's name. As soon as I saw it written in the script, I was like, oh, good. We got one We can do it. Thank you, Courtney. Courtney Brock. Courtney Brock. Welcome to this, our Patreon umbrella. And folks- If you would like to join our Patreon community where you are literally helping us cover operating expenses, but more importantly, you're going to get bonus content. We're talking videos, swag for joining. You just head over to patreon.com slash ovaries talk. Yep. And then you're going to see all the cool stuff. And we also put unedited ad free (laughs) videos of some of our interviews up there. That's at the gestational carrier level because we got clever with the names of our levels. Michelle Buteau, the Michelle Buteau interview is is up and she's even funnier in person, Ugh. mainly because she understands camera effect. Yeah. Just like I love Rosie that about O'Donnell. The, the performers. They understand it. So she was talking to us on her phone, walking around her house, I might yeah. add, yeah. <laughs> the whole time. And, you know, because she's like, whatever, I'm just going to chat with these ladies. But every time she had like a moment of effect where she had to like emphasize something, she would bring the phone right up to her face. It looks so good. Like, it was very effective. I'm going to start doing I loved doing it. That. Made us laugh harder. I, I'm going to start doing that even in work meetings. <laughs> I would like 5% increase in my budget. Ooga. <laughs> oh, and if you say ooga when you do it too, that would make a big difference. That's, okay, anyway. that's comic gold right there. All right. There it is. Rosie O'Donnell did the same thing, but she would just look straight at the camera. But like she didn't say ooga. <laughs> I think she should though. Maybe I should email her and let her know that going forward, whenever she wants to punctuate a joke, she should say ooga. And I mean ooga. And she, oh she doesn't even have to credit me in doing it. I'm just happy to give her this information. <laughs> I, I don't think she would credit you. I think she might cease all contact with I know. Us. She'd be like, no habla inglés. <laughs> um, okay. Our interview, right. Jamie. Who is our interview? All right. So Living Rosa. They are YouTubers and social influencers. Their names are Tara and Mandy. And they're pretty awesome. They're be- they have this beautiful, beautiful family with three kids and a fourth on the way and they handle parenthood like it's joyful. I don't understand I them. <laughs> they seem like the most organized and together millennials that I have ever met. No. Um, and they, But they act like it just all comes naturally. Like I they're know. they're like running this social media empire, right? And they don't Listen, even seem like they're sweating. No. no like Why are we sweating just, all the time with I, half I their know. empire? I don't know. She stays at home with the three kids. And well, with like fourth, it's nothing. Like it's absolutely nothing. And then she, and then she is the she handles the social media empire that they have. Yeah, she's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I'll I just, just do put it up like the when the babies are napping. I stress out over every single post I put up, <laughs> and our posts aren't even good, and we stress no. out. Oh, let's get let's get to this interview, shall we? Because okay. these two ladies are pretty delightful. Yeah, and they met on MySpace. Let's get to it. That's even better, and they're better moms than us. I mean, which, everyone I mean, is who Jamie. isn't? Everybody who isn't. Oh, yes. Okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> that was like syncopated, Jamie. We were like, I know. Scene. Look at us. Look at us here with Taryn Mandy from Living Rosa. Um, hello, ladies. How are you? 
Good, how are you? We met these guys. Well, we kind of like virtually met at an event called Baby Boom, which is like a, mm-hmm. an influencer event for people in the family space. And we were all like stalking them, like, please be on the podcast. And now, well, here we are. It's so funny because this particular Baby Boom, they reached out to us because they want to diversify it. So they had the LGBTQ aspect and they had the people of color. They were really trying to diversify this event. And so Tara messaged me. I think we messaged each other. And mm-hmm. t- when Tara said she was gay, I was like, I, I don't know. Or maybe I just stalked you on Instagram and saw that you were LGBTQ. And then I was like, oh, my God, we have to have them. So that's how this happened. What did you say? Hi, I'm Tara. No. I'm gay. Be my friend. I definitely didn't say that. But I think I wrote that we were like, you know, same sex parents in our little like bio. So she probably saw. She it. said, I'm gay. Oh, Tara. Maybe that's what it was. I said, hi, I'm gay. Have me on your podcast. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gay, Jamie. Nice to meet you. No, we also, I also like went and stalked everybody on the social, like when I got a message. So it was very unlike Jamie. We're both like sort of like the worst networkers ever. Like we, like when we went to the original baby boom last year, we were like just standing in a corner. We were like, we have to go talk to people. And then we just wouldn't. We were like awful. I worked really hard this time on the baby boom because I think it was virtual. I was like so comfortable. I was like, hey, I'm Tara. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Me too. I like reached out to a bunch of people and said, be sure to watch our our live stream. Don't miss it. You know, so <laughs> guys like we've been rambling on about ourselves, which is like annoying. So like, let's talk about you. You know, we always start with everybody with the 30 second elevator pitch. Okay. I told Mandy to prepare for this. So I was going to who's doing this, but I'm doing it. I told you that. Oh God. Good thing I took notes. <laughs> oh, notes. I love the people who you take wrote notes. It down. I wrote half of it down and then you're Good like, job. oh, I'm going to go on the Zoom call now. So I didn't get to finish. Oh, okay. That's amazing. Just wing right. it. Okay. Are you ready, Mandy? I'm ready as I'll ever be, I guess. Okay. On your mark. Get set. Go. Okay. So. We are Tara and Mandy. We're better known as Living Rosa on social media. Uh, We met on MySpace, very (gasps) retro, in 2006. And then in 2008, I moved to New York to be just friends with Tara. But then we ended (laughs) up getting married in 2014. 2015, we had our first child. We had our children through reciprocal IVF. So basically... They took Tara's eggs with donor sperm and put them into me. And now we're having our fourth baby. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. (laughs) Oh, my God. Amazing. That was, like, really well done. Because you're going, go, go, go. I I know. For the people that couldn't see, Tara was literally being like, hurry up. I I was like, oh, God. I didn't even. I looked at this for two seconds. I'm not competitive. No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't even matter. It's just a fun game we play. (laughs) So, Mandy, have you given birth to all the children? Wait, I have, I have to know about MySpace before you go into <laughs> that. Okay, okay. All right. MySpace. Like, how did anybody meet on MySpace? So, uh, what year did you say it was? Uh, 2006. Six. Yeah. So, I had this, like, little independent online magazine with my friends in high school, and we interviewed bands. Uh-huh. And... I guess we interviewed a band from her hometown that, like, came to New York. She's from Illinois, so... For some reason, that's how, like, we got friends through MySpace. And then I slid into her, like, messages, her DMs. <laughs> and her DMs. Yeah, yeah, you did. I, think it was, I think it was called an inbox back then. Yeah, the inbox. Yes. <laughs> You've got mail. Yeah. And then we just started talking about music. And then, you know, the rest is history. Then we made babies. <laughs> oh, you guys have been together basically your whole lives. It yeah. It feels like. Because you were in high school in 06. Yeah, I just had graduated high school, and you were still in high school. I graduated 07, yeah. Wow. Wow. Meant to be, huh? Crazy. I love it. 
And when you first met on MySpace, you were not gay? No. No. Oh. They no. never, they never maybe are. we were. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably were. You just weren't out. So how'd that go down? Well, it's really complicated, but I'll try to sum it up. So we were friends and we decided that I was going to go visit her because we never actually met. So we were just like talking. And her parents were crazy enough to let us do that. Yeah, <laughs> they were. But like your mom picked me up at the airport. So <laughs> um, so we hung out and we were still like just friends. But I think like, I don't know, it was, it was weird. I feel like, I don't yeah. know. It was like, not really, we weren't friends, but like, you know, we didn't. Because there was always like this underlying feeling of like, like we loved each other. I think we really like this person. We loved each other as friends. Yeah. Yeah. So really good friends. Right. Yeah. We really. had pet names for each other. I used to call yeah. her cupcake. It was she really gay. Pancake. Like it was the gayest thing ever. Physical, I guess. That's pretty gay. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm never calling Jamie cupcake. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. So that's pretty gay. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty gay. We don't even do that anymore. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> we have 400 children. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. So then I think we visited a few times and then, and then I came and spent like the entire summer here right and that was like <laughs> when it all went down that's when the physical contact happened yeah right it took but a we, long time huh yeah it took. I mean we visited each other back and forth for like every other month so it didn't really take that wow. long wow yeah. I think it was in 2007 when was the moment either of you knew oh this is more than that I think we both knew but we just didn't discuss it yeah. Right? So you knew like deep down, like I have a serious crush on her, but I'm just not going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. We <laughs> wow. both like knew and we both were like fine with it, but we didn't talk about it because how our first kiss happened was like, we were just like always so like close to each other. So I was Aww. like, I was like, <laughs> Mandy, if you don't move, I'm going to kiss you. And she <gasps> didn't move. And I was like, well, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so sweet. So, yeah. Those crushes are the worst. And to not be able to talk about it, that is so hard. Like, yeah. you're just obsessed, right? It was real weird. It was. Were you and talking we, about each other to other friends? No. 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 So we were actually, like, closeted for a long time after that. When did we come out? I don't even know. Um, Should have brushed up on my notes. Like, 2011? Yeah, our first wow. kiss happened in 2007. Oh. And we didn't come out till 2011 to anybody. But what? you were together then? Yeah, kind of like we, off and on. Like, like we were always together, but we like invited us to, you know, explore other options. So did you guys date other people during like from 07 to 11? Yeah, like we went on dates. We didn't like date anybody long term, but like we went on. Because we felt like we were so young. Like, I feel like we felt like yeah. we had to figure out what we were doing because neither of us had been with. Another woman, another woman or, before. So we're like, is it just her, right. or is it like this is? Like, and I think because I because Mandy moved into my house, like she moved into my dad's house, so she was living in my dad's house, <laughs> sleeping in the same bed as me, and we were just like gay together, but like nobody knew, so it was weird. <laughs> but everybody knew secretly. Yeah, I don't know if they knew like in the beginning because we were dating other people. Like I had guys at my house sometimes, which was so, so annoying. Okay, that's what that's I my next question. So, Mandy, when when a guy was over or one of you was going on a date with someone else, even if it was a girl, what was that like? Well, her and one of our old friends set up a dating profile for me as like a joke <laughs> because they were like, Mandy needs to go 
date people, which I was like low key annoyed at. Yeah, that was her idea. And then and you I just went, went along it. with it because you were hiding. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, was like, like, all right, plenty of fish, which, which I think is like a hookup site. But I went on a few dates with guys from then, and it just like wasn't. It was did not work out. Yeah, but I mean, we, were, like, we say other. we were dating, but like really, we were we like went on a date, and then we're like, yeah, we don't like that person. Yeah, like yeah. that's how. It but was. were you worried, Tara, when she went on dates? Like I would no. be at home, like, oh my god, oh my god, this <laughs> no. is not okay. We it were so weird. really weird stage of our life. Yeah, after we came out, everything was much better. Yeah, and I love, and you guys keep saying we came out because you came out together. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your whole experiences together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we both kind of like had some internalized homophobia where yeah, like maybe. we were afraid mm-hmm. to come out to ourselves yeah. i don't think it was that mm-hmm. other people would judge us i think yeah, it, it was like more like how i felt about myself or how mm-hmm. i felt about other people feeling about me yep mm-hmm. i went through a lot of that i had i had a hard time yeah coming out to myself too it's not easy Mm-mm. yeah because i knew like my family and i knew i even knew mandy's family like they would either get over it or they would be okay with it. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. ever scared of that. So I think it was, had to do a lot with like me. And I yeah. think you were probably ready before me. I kind of was like, eh, let's mm-hmm. wait. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys had, did you guys have conversations? Like, are, do you want to come out? Should we come out together now? Like, was it like, it was going to be a joint coming out? I don't really even remember like why we decided to come out. I think I knew that like my relationship with Mandy was never going to end. So I was like, well, if it's not going to like now that I know that like it's not going to end, then I'm good to come out because why I'm not going to hide forever. But I guess I was like just testing the waters because I was like, well, if this relationship ends, I don't want to like come out and then like we're not together (laughs) for no reason. You'd be like, well, that was dumb. (laughs) But I was like, yep, Mandy's the one. So I'm going to tell everybody. I mean, this is five years in 06 to 11, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And when, when did you start talking about kids and like, how old were you? We actually started talking about kids before we even got married. We saw a fertility doctor before we got married married because we knew that it was going to be a very long process for us to try to have kids. So we wanted to like, get our answers right we came back from our honeymoon and we were like all right it's baby making time let's do this (laughs) wow and so how old were you at that point like i got married when we were 26 and you were what 24 25 25 wow i was so far Uh, from ready for that i'm like so i'm so impressed and also just like i wish i had had my shit together at that age i know it's just like i was so much older and I mean, I didn't meet Mary till I was 33, for God's sakes. Yeah, I didn't meet Anne till I was 30, but I was not ready even then. Nope. We both always knew that we wanted to have our kids younger because we wanted to, like, do things with them when we were older. Yeah. yeah. Like, go on vacations. Who knows if we'll ever go on a vacation again, but... <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. Damn COVID. Uh... Robin. Yes, Jamie. Let's talk about better. Can we it's please? my favorite. Can we please? Yes. yes, it's my favorite. Life is really stressful right now. And I don't know what I would do without my online therapy. <laughs> I don't know honestly. what I would do without your online therapy either. <laughs> I think that everyone could use a little better help right now. Myself included. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not taking the risk of going anywhere no. that I don't absolutely have to go. And so with better help, I have my own licensed therapist mm-hmm. that they that matched need. me with right from my computer. She's great. I love her. 
And I can go into my account and I can message her at any time, which I don't do. I don't do that often because I don't want to bug her. You should do. You don't want to bug her. I probably bug her with my sessions, but it was super easy to sign up. And it was like a simple questionnaire. And I was talking to my lady within 24 hours. It's easy. It's great. And you know what? I think that people should also know that BetterHelp isn't a crisis line. It's not Mm self-help. It's literally professional counseling that's done securely online. And they have this this really wide range of expertise that's available because it's virtual. So, I mean, and that might not be available yeah. in your hometown. So it's, I think it's pretty cool. So, and, and it's available worldwide. Yeah. It's a win for everyone. And <laughs> here's another great thing. It is more mm-hmm. affordable than traditional offline counseling and mm-hmm. financial aid is available. So if you don't do it, you should. It's great. But, I love my lady. You're crazy um, if you don't do it. You see what you're I did crazy <laughs> if you don't. So listen, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit BetterHelp.com slash OCT. That's Better H-E-L-P. And join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional like myself. I mean, oh, no, oh. Not, I'm not the professional. Yeah, you're definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got a special offer for our listeners. You guys are going to get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash OCT. I mean, what are you waiting for, folks? Go get Just that do help. Don't leave your house and don't touch your face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jamie. So did you know from the start that you guys wanted to do reciprocal IVF? No. We thought we like invented it for a while. <laughs> we came up, we were like, first we were talking back and forth about like asking our brothers to be a sperm donor, mm-hmm. but then we decided that would be like too weird. So then we were like, well, what if they did an egg from you <laughs> and put it in me? And we thought we were like innovators. <laughs> we yeah. were like, we're wow, like this is amazing. <laughs> we go to the doctor and he's like, oh yeah, we can do that. We did that to someone like two months ago. And we we're like, yeah. oh. Okay, so we didn't invent it. That's amazing. You did invent it. You take that. (laughs) So when you go to the fertility doctor and you say, we have this idea, and he's like, yeah, we can do that. Was that, that was it? You knew that was going to be the way, even though you heard the cost associated with that? Well, they did some testing and stuff, and it turns out that I have the egg quality of like a 65-year-old woman. (gasps) Oh no. Really? So they said he Even said at 26. Yeah. He wow. was like, if you were in a heterosexual relationship, yeah. you would still be in my office and you would probably have to get either donated embryos or donated eggs. Mm-hmm. So he's like, scientifically, you guys are making the right decision. Yeah, he was on board. It's almost like you got to cut corners because you found that out right away. Yeah. yeah. Right. But did we you also, have we knew the cost before we saw him and our thought process was we heard we like did some research and we heard like so many people did IUI like five times before they got pregnant and I was adding up the numbers and I was like I would like to just like skip that fee and just like jump right into it and like have better chances with like IVF mm-hmm. so that was like our thought process and, and she has no desire to be pregnant whatsoever no oh no that's a smart no. move sorry said it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't I mean I love watching you do it but <laughs> For me, no. (laughs) Mandy, did you have any feelings about not being your genetics involved? No. I think like a random stranger could like hand me a baby off the street (laughs) and I would love it like it was my own. That never really bothered me. It did make me like appreciate the way that we made our family because it was like, oh, it was like we are meant to be together. Like, yeah, the universe put us together and this was supposed to happen. 
that my huh. egg quality sucks. <laughs> I think in the beginning, though, when we first told our families, I think my mom actually struggled with the idea of it that I wouldn't have a child you, you that think? was biologically mine. Yeah, I think there. <laughs> yeah. That the we, genetics... won't, we won't go into that because I don't want to say anything about my mother. But yeah. then I think after they were born and she saw it, she didn't care anymore. And she's like, she like tells her friends, oh, they took Tara's egg and put it into Mandy and da 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 da. Yeah, she like she tells about everyone, how beautiful it was. And Lennon kind of looks like me. Isn't that crazy? And I'm like, well, yeah. she's your grandchild. So yeah, anything's possible. Yeah. So Oh my God, it's amazing. We learned from another guest actually who- Adopted mom. Who adopted. And she said there, there was this study, because clearly we haven't read any studies, but she told us that there's this study that they did that babies will start to take on the facial expressions of the parent that is taking care of them, no matter what, genetics mm -hmm. or not. Mm -hmm. And so the baby's face will start to look like the parents in a certain way just because they're um, mimicking mimicking the parents' facial mm -hmm. expressions, which is which is interesting and also really cool for families like ours because there's always a non-bio mom involved. Yeah, mm -hmm. Maeve definitely smiles like me. Yeah, everyone says that. Yeah. When I Isn't smile, that? like when I get like super excited, my nose like scrunches up and Maeve does that. Oh, she's always done that. Yeah. And we're like, oh, she has my smile. <laughs> yeah, she she just takes that. You know, it's really, it's it's cool. I love yeah. it. I love that about our and, families. And I love that you guys like, a lot of times like we look at this, like when somebody says they, they got uh, poor egg quality, there's a sadness there. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a saw, there's a bit of a soft story of about that, the loss that happens. But you guys just uh, it's such a positive spin i love it it's not always how we hear it yeah, so I think, that's beautiful i think there might have been like a part of me that was sad for like a second but then it worked out for us mm -hmm. and i was just like okay well this is how it's supposed to be and yeah. i think honestly like because i carried them i grew them and my mm -hmm. blood went through them and i ate to make them grow so yep. like what's to say that they're not mine either yeah. My wife and I looked into reciprocal IVF and that's what we were going to do, but we ended up changing it. But we used to talk about, we thought it was the coolest thing that like the kid's bones would have been made from her, even right. though it was my egg. And so like I, the kid is literally of you, even yeah. though it's her genetic blueprint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's you influence what genes are turned on and off in utero, mm -hmm. which yeah. based on who you are. I mean, it's, I, I don't think the kid would be the same kid if, if Tara yeah, had carried. probably not. No. And that's what one thing that like bothers me, like on social media, people always like say, oh, don't why does Mandy want to have her own kid? I'm like, these kids are like a thousand percent my kids. Yeah. Whether I grew them or she grew them or somebody else grew them, they're my kids. And it also yeah. makes me wonder, like in retrospect, like I've known some people will have like, they'll use Mandy's eggs and they'll use like my eggs to have like lots of kids oh, or like whatever. People switch. Yeah. And then my thought process is, well, would you look at them and say like, well, that's Tara's kid and that's Mandy's kid. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want that either. Like, no, the, those would have been our kids, mm -hmm. like regardless. Yeah. But you know, people would compare them because that's just what people do. Yeah. It's true. We talked to some like gay male couples who have, um, they have had twins, but the sperm went into one, one guy's sperm went into this egg and then the other guy's sperm went into this egg. So they're twins, but each one of them is genetically related to one of them. Right. And people ask, well, who's, who's the real who's? father? And a lot of the, the, we've only had one couple who's, who's like open and honest about it and like 
doesn't care that people ask that. Everybody else gets pretty like, uh, how would you say, Bunched. Robin? Just annoyed. Bunched. Annoyed. Like, <laughs> exactly. all, you, that's none of your business. They're both mine. They're ours. Yeah. You know. I can understand why people ask because they're just genuinely curious. Yeah. They don't realize that what they're asking is offensive. They just mm-hmm. want to know because they're nosy. Or that mm-hmm. you've been asked that a hundred times. Yeah. So you have three kids now and you're pregnant now, correct? Yes. And you have twins. The twins are first or second? Second. That was a surprise. It was a surprise and everyone tells us that it shouldn't have been yeah. a surprise. <laughs> did no, you that put was... more than one embryo in? We did. So, yeah, oh, okay. but there's a story though. <laughs> That's what everyone says. Like you put two embryos in, you should know that they were going to be two. So when we went to have our first baby, the doctor was like, okay, like you're young, you're healthy. Mandy's uterus looks great. Tara's eggs are awesome. Best quality ever. Like we're only putting one in. This is going to work. Give us this whole speech about tiny coffins. If we had multiples, like all this stuff scared the crap out of us. So we were like, okay, yeah, like he's right. One, like definitely. So we did one and nothing happened. So the Mm. next time we were like, you know, this is a big like expense, like what's the worst thing can happen? We have two babies. Like, I think you can handle being pregnant with twins. And also we want four kids. So, you know, so we were like, we're putting two in. So we put two in and we had a chemical pregnancy and nothing. So that we're down three embryos now. Wow. We only had five. We only had five. So the next Mm. time we put two in again and we were like, well, we're doing two again because we went through three already. So we did two and we got one baby. So great. We oh. got pregnant. We had, so we went through what? Four, five, five embryos to get one baby. Two, two, one. So the next time I was like, we're doing it again. We're doing two. Like <laughs> probably just get one, maybe if we're lucky. We d- surprised we, we got two. <laughs> we had some on that medication to us. So we did like more injections. Yeah. More embryos yeah. Because we knew we wanted four kids and we had one embryo left mm-hmm. so we're like oh we got all this donated medication which is like six thousand dollars and it expires so we're doing more injections and wait 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 can you tell me donated medication can you go into that a little bit i, mean, I don't so think we've ever talked about that tara's stepmom her brother and his wife did ivf yeah and they had like a ton of medication left over and they knew that we already had Lennon at that point. Mm-hmm. And they knew that, that we did IVF to have Lennon. And they're like, oh, we have all this leftover medication. Do you guys want it? And we were like, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. So our doctor was actually really nice. And like, I don't think it was the medication that he normally yeah. used, but he like altered our plan so it would fit for us. So Save oh, us that's cool. Right. And for the second, Tara, did you have to... Did you have to go through the process again, too? Because you had one embryo left, right? Or you had no yeah, embryos. Yeah, that one embryo that we have from the first round of IVF, is this, we still have that one frozen because we've used the second batch now. Oh, okay. Yeah, you had to do the injections. And yeah, I had to do over. the injections all over again. Right. So you had to, ex- you had to extract more eggs. And mm-hmm. did you get, like, I want to know how many eggs you got on every extraction because I'm, I'm crazy like that and I went through a lot of IVF. <laughs> Do you remember your Well, our doctor numbers. was like really good about making sure that you didn't overstimulate because some doctors just like pump you full of all this medicine and they're like, you got 35 eggs. But and the then like is five of them are good. Yeah. So I think right. the first time you had gotten eight and six made it to fertilization. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then the second time, I think you got 12, but only seven or eight mm-hmm. made it to fertilization 
But when we went in for the embryo transfer for the second one with Everett and Maeve, Everett and Maeve's embryos were the only two ready that day. They're like, the other ones are still growing. These two are perfect and ready to go. So we should have known then that we were going to get pregnant (laughs) with twins because they were both ready. Oh my God. That's so, I love that though. Meant to be. I love having twins though. I was was so curious about that. But it really wasn't that bad. I mean, did you go really early? How how long did you make it before you delivered? I was 35 weeks and one day. Wow. They were five pounds, but they didn't have to go to the NICU or anything. Yeah. we We were really lucky. Yeah. Wow. How far apart are the first and the second? 20 months, right? Yeah, 20, 20 months. months yeah. Wow. You guys were no joke. Wait, what's the age difference with your the baby that's going to be in, in a month? So our twins just turned three. Oh, okay. okay. So that's a yeah. little bit more time. A little time. bit more time. Yeah. <laughs> Give yourself a little break. Yeah. But why, why four? I don't know. We just always said four. I, when growing up, I just had a brother. It was just me, me and my too. brother. And we're not, really not that close. And my mom's side of the family, she has, she's the oldest of 10 siblings. Mm. So like holidays are always super fun, like on my mom's side of the family. And I always knew that I wanted to have more than two kids because it was so boring with me and my brother and <laughs> holidays were so fun with my mom. And she came from three. Right. And I, and she hates like odd three. numbers. <laughs> I think three is a terrible number because there's always one kid that's left out. They like gang up on each other. It was just not very good. And like, even now I see it with our kids, like Lennon will always pick which twin she wants to play with for the day. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, you have to play with both of them. Like the twins will play with each like, other and leave her out. Yeah. Or the twins will be like, no, Lennon, you're not invited. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. I wanted to ask, like, after, after having twins, like, I don't know if you had a C-section or if you went naturally or like. Is it hard to go back to like a singleton after having twins or is that just like easy? At this point, is it just like like you're a kangaroo mom and you're just putting babies in there, (laughs) taking them out? Oh, my God. (laughs) I had a C-section with the twins. I was planning not to have a C-section, but it just didn't work out. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird because I don't really remember what it's like to be pregnant with one baby. (laughs) Are you all like, this is so easy? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) now it's like getting hard because I only have a few weeks left. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, like I'm done being pregnant now. Mm. But like, for instance, when I was pregnant with the twins, they were due in August and I took off from work June 1st because I was like, I'm done. Yeah. You're like, I can't. I'm still working now. Like, yeah. 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 But I'm not one to complain very much. You're a really good pregnant person. I don't complain. (laughs) I would never be able to tell you're having a baby in a couple weeks. Like, never. You just seem no. so, like, together and just, like, I was, like, huffing and puffing at the end. I was on, <laughs> you know, like, you you're just, like. try to bend over. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so you have all these kids. They're close together. You're young. Like, how did you, like, decide you were going to start to do YouTube and, like, start to document your family? And, by the way, I love that you do it because Jamie and I always talk about how representation matters. And I feel like you're out there really like showcasing a family and, and showing that we're just like you, except we're two moms. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I think we started YouTube before we started our family. So, mm-hmm. well, we started YouTube because we wanted to document creating our family. Because when we thought we invented reciprocal <laughs> IVF, we couldn't find any information about it. Yeah. So we were like, oh, oh, let's record this. So if anybody else wants information about it, we were gonna teach maybe when they Google it, it, they'll find us. Right. <laughs> right. right. And, yeah. And I think we also wanted to. So like one day we can just, you know, show our kids like what 
we did to create them and like how we went about making them. So I think the plan was to just like do the process of creating our family, not like blogs like we do now. It just kind of turned into that because we started throwing up videos and we got some like people following us and then we got a little community going and we made friends and it just kind of evolved. And yeah, then we all were of a gonna sudden, stop after Lennon was born. Right. All of a sudden it was like Hallmark was like, oh, we want to pay you to like promote our product. And I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, Hallmark, like what is what? going on? <laughs> I'm like, wow, oh, this is crazy. You can make money doing this. And at the time, like I was a full-time nanny. So it just kind of evolved and you had Lennon and I was still a nanny. My, the family that I worked for was amazing. And they were just like, well, you're not going anywhere. You're just going to bring the baby with you. Right. And I was like, oh, sure. Wow. <laughs> so I had, that's cool. yeah, we're still friends with them. So then when she was pregnant with the twins, I was still working for them. And I was like, well, I can't do it. Like I can't bring Lennon and the twins and their <laughs> kids were actually like going off to school at this point. So it was like yeah. perfect, like transition time of like their kids were going to go to school. And then I was like, well, I guess I'll just like, you know, continue with this see, little, how, see what, what, how much money I can make from doing this. Yeah, this little platform that we have going on here. It's amazing. Every, every time we talk to an influencer, I, I try to pick your brains because how do you, how did you get so many followers? I don't, Robin and I try to go viral all the time. It doesn't work. It doesn't happen. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't trying. Like, I know people try, like I've heard people say like, oh, let's do this networking thing. And I yeah. honestly don't know. Like, I'm just like, being me and trying to, I mean, I know like a couple times, like we've made friends who were also making videos and like, we would talk with them and we would get a little, like get some of their following. But mm -hmm. other than that, like, I don't know how we grew up. Yeah. It's nowhere. not like, like we released like a viral video or anything yeah. like that. It just kind of happened. Well, I mean, Amazing. what year was it when you started? 2014. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I imagine there weren't a ton of like same-sex couples documenting no. pregnancy so i imagine that helped yeah it was like us and i think like a group of like maybe four other people that i can think of that i saw on youtube yeah so and we connected with them and not to like toot our own horns or anything but mm -hmm. i feel like part of the reason that people like us is because like we're a same-sex couple but we're not like in your face like hey we're two moms like yeah we're yeah. a family and we're normal and right we we're not like just in seem your really face, genuine. like trying to tell you that we're gay. We're just as us. Well, my favorite mm -hmm. is like our like the followers that we have that are like, "Hey, I'm not gay, but I love you," and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, you can still love us. Like, you don't have to be gay to be here. Like, and you didn't have to tell me that, but thank you." <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just really funny. <laughs> it's like they they feel like they have to come out to you, right? <laughs> yeah. And how do you fit it all in with with young kids? Like, I mean, you, you guys are posting videos pretty close to daily. Yeah, we post five days a week. So it's it's a lot. I do editing at night and she pretty much does everything for this. It's a lot of work. I try to do like emails, you know, when the kids are eating and stuff. And late, <laughs> lately, one like one day a week, her aunt has been coming over and like playing with the girls for a couple hours and she'll like lock herself in here mm -hmm. and get like a bunch of work done. And so are you always like worried about creating content? Are you always like, is your phone always at the ready? No, no. I, I think we're pretty laid back. Like I, I, like you were saying the other day, like you've heard like people like plan their Instagram posts mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And now I feel like a lot of pressure. I'm like, should I be planning my posts? Because I literally write the post and then I, 
give it to Mandy and I'm saying, can you proofread this? Because I'm terrible at spelling. So that's her job and everything. And then I'm like, it gets posted. I'm like, I would never like plan out, oh, Monday, I'm going to post this. I mean, unless it's like a sponsored post, you have to plan it out. But yeah. Yeah. But like, you'll just get like a cute picture of the kids and you're like, oh, I'm going to post this. I feel like it's a lot of pressure once you start like looking at what other people are doing. So I try to like stay away from that because I feel like once I feel the pressures on, then I get overwhelmed and I'm like, you know, not a great mother either when I'm trying to stay home and take care of three kids. So it's a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Like you're, it never feels like you're a good person when you're like, I'm sorry, I really just have to capture this for social media. It's like, especially as a parent, it's like, right. Yeah, with our kids, it's like, if they don't want the camera on them, then the camera's not going on that day. It's like, I'm not gonna, like, sometimes they will love the camera. They'll be like, get the vlog. Like, I'm gonna, (laughs) I'm gonna do this. And then other days, it's like, nope. And we're like, okay, like, but there's so many people like on YouTube and stuff that won't say no to that. If their kid says no, they're like, well, I don't care. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like YouTube has turned into this, like, not too friendly space I've noticed so I I like that you're not like influencers first you're just kind of like it seems like you still have that same thought process of just wanting to share your story yeah well for me it's like I love this I love that it turned into a job because I've always wanted to have I always wanted to have like a career but I also always wanted to be like a stay-at-home mom and I didn't want to have to send my kids to daycare. So for me, editing is like a hobby of mine. Like I love editing cute videos of my kids. Like I love watching them and like things that they do and it's just really fun for me. So I feel like this is like the perfect job for me. And then also in return, we get like the sweetest messages from like our followers or, you know, people that are just like, thank you for posting. Like it makes my day. And I'm like, how did I make your day with just doing something that I love? Like, that's amazing. But I don't think it's just the videos either. Like to compliment you when you post an Instagram picture, (laughs) you type like such heartfelt things instead of just being like hanging out by the pool, fish emoji. Like you, like (laughs) what you type, like comes from your heart. And it's like a sweet story. Yeah. Well, I also like writing. You like writing and before all of this happened, she had like a Tumblr. I don't know if you guys know mm-hmm. what Tumblr yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. She would like type like these long posts on Tumblr that were just like so beautifully written. You're so sweet. I know. I'm Please embarrassing stop. you. <laughs> oh, you guys are she so doesn't funny. like to be complimented. It's so, it's so cute though. It's like I'm so heartened to see you with three kids and a fourth on the way just I still like being so loving love. we suck jamie we gotta be nicer to our wives we gotta do better <laughs> we're gonna do so better I'm, I'm almost like afraid to ask this question because i know you're gonna you're gonna come out of this way better than robin or i do but yeah. how, how has it been parenting during covid i think for myself it's been a little more difficult <laughs> when we were like in quarantine mode because i would like leave and go to work Right. My mom and Tara would always joke like, oh, Mandy doesn't have to go to work. Mandy needs to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. She has the patience of a saint. Like, I don't know how you some days I'm like, (laughs) how do you deal with all three of them and talk to them so calmly? And I'm over here like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my mind. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, it was a little more difficult, but I also ended up appreciating it more because I feel like I got to get to know my kids on a different level that I didn't really see. Like during the day when I was at work, mm-hmm. I was like, I got to know who they were more. 
And then when I went back to work, I cried like a baby. Oh, Aww. really? Yeah. I, I, I can't wait to yeah, go back Jamie, to They're work. definitely better than we are. That's it. They That's- are. <laughs> uh, and Tara, you've loved every minute, right? It's yeah. Just- I mean, I would like to go out to go to the park. You know, I need to get out of this house. <laughs> it's, it's like Lennon loves to do crafts and there's only so many craft ideas I can find and almost, only so much paper that we actually have. I'm like looking on Pinterest and she's like, what's the next craft? What's the next craft? I'm like, I just did one with you. Like, that's it. You spend like 20 minutes setting up the craft and right. it's over in like three. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter loves crafts too. And I don't. I hate crafting. I hate crafting. Is she kindergarten this fall? If she gets to go back? Yeah. She's supposed yeah, she's to be kindergarten. going to kindergarten. That's so. probably good because I mean, if and when we all get to go anywhere, but like when she does, that'll balance the house back to three at home. Like that's probably good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Except we decided that she's not going to school. Yeah. Are you homeschooling? Are oh, you going to keep her? Yeah. We're going to keep her home this year. I would love to send her to school, but you know, circumstances and. Oh, it's a crazy time. It's, it's like, scary. how do I send her to school as a kindergartner a full day where she's never gone to school for a full day, wearing a mask and then yeah. coming home to a newborn. Like it just doesn't seem right oh, yeah. to be adding up. So everything's so unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. It's just like too risky. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, we're all in that place of trying to figure out what to do. Like, I was so happy that my school changed the plans from hybrid to remote only. I don't know for how long, but I was so happy because that they made the decision because my kids want to go back, Mm -hmm. but I didn't necessarily want them to go. And my wife doesn't. And I'm like, but I'm like, I'm glad the school said it. So I didn't have to be the one to say it. (laughs) Right. Well, how can folks, will you tell everybody like, about all your projects and where they can follow you and join your little community. And by little, I mean giant. So we have an Instagram, Living Rosa, and you can also find us on YouTube, Living Rosa. And we also started a podcast during quarantine, but it's <laughs> now we're taking a break. You're on they, hiatus. They do that, right? On You're on podcast, hiatus. You take breaks yeah. and then season you- one was over. Season yes. <laughs> one was like four episodes maybe. And now we're gearing up for season two. Wait, let me, let me just say you're in pre-production for okay. season two. Yeah, we're go. planning. We're right. planning. Yeah. So is it based on your family as well, the podcast? So the idea of our podcast was that we were going to, you know, not talk about our kids because everything is just so involved with our kids, all our other platforms. It's like cute pictures of our kids and cute videos of our kids. So we were going to talk about, you know, Tara and Mandy. Yeah. We talked about like our coming out stories yeah. and how we met. Mm-hmm. The more juicy stuff. Yeah. I love it. And that's that's called Everything's Coming Up Rosa, right? Correct. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Well, we're so glad you guys made the time to sit and chat with us. This was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks. A lot of fun. All those two. Wow. They really put us to shame, I think. they, 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 one of them emailed me and said that they, like, they got so excited doing this that they were like thinking of bringing their podcast back. And Jamie, if they do that with a newborn and four kids, I, I'm going to be so embarrassed that we we don't own a television network I know. or something. And like, their whole, I mean, um, social media empire. That's just that just kind of happens. How come everybody yeah. we talk to about just social juggling it all? Oh, it just kind of happens. It just happens. I just they I my edit pictures just go viral. Like, no big deal. I've been trying to make one of our <laughs> pictures go viral. <laughs> I know. Why aren't we viral, Jamie? Damn it! Because nobody wants to look at us. They barely they even really want to listen to us. They tune <laughs> in for the interviews, Robin, and we think <laughs> they put up with us. <laughs> Like Mark Maron and WTF, like skip the first 12 minutes. I love you, Mark Maron. I'm sorry. 
Oh my gosh, they skip us. Oh okay, let's. Okay. We're going down anyway. a wormhole of shame. Okay. All right, let's. <laughs> Okay. Let's say something positive. You guys can pre-order our book right now on Amazon. Please go do that if you haven't done that already. It's out next week. Oh my gosh. September 22nd. And then you'll and be able a- to get it at all major re- retailers. OMG. Yes. There's a Kindle edition, print, hardcover, and an audio book that is read by us. us. <laughs> it's us. It's read by us. It's, a, it's our audio book. You, you need to get all of the above. All of them. Let's anyway. just keep the conversation going on the social, shall we, Jamie? Please do. Go okay. for it, Robin. You can get us at Ovaries Talk on Twitter and Instagram. If these ovaries could talk on Facebook. And we have a little community in there where you can um, listen and talk to other listeners. And you can support our podcast and join our community on Patreon at patreon.com slash ovaries talk. Don't forget you get the bonus content there. And you can subscribe yep, to us. Michelle Buteau's Yes. Up. On YouTube where you can see recordings of our live streams. Don't forget our live streams are on Facebook at 4 p.m. Eastern time on Thursdays. Did I do it, Jamie? And you can catch up on, yeah, you did it, you did it. You can catch up on them, not only on YouTube, but we put them on IGTV as well. So they're everywhere. We are everywhere you can possibly find us. Just look for everywhere and you, you never find asked us. us to be. That is where we are. That's what we do. That is how we do. We want to say a special thank you to BetterHelp. And all of you Patreons for helping to make this show possible. We thank you very much. We couldn't do it without you. We really couldn't. Truly. No, we really couldn't. So thank you so much. And I think that's about take it. Take a deep breath. Anything else you want to add to No, that? I mean, I think I just said a lot. Let's, everybody take a communal deep breath. Here we go. And in. Oh, that, that, that felt nice. nice. That was nice. That felt yeah. nice. I hope you all did that at home or in your cars yeah, or whoever actually sitting next to, to your end. children. Eggs. Ovaries. Out. If these ovaries could talk, they would say, X ovaries out. <laughs>